Welcome to the We Hack Purple podcast, where each week we meet a different person who works in the information security industry, and they let me ask them a thousand questions. <laughs> this week we have Haiyan Song of F5. She is the EVP of security product. And uh, we're going to tell you what that acronym means. I assure you, it is extremely impressive. Um, this week, we are sponsored by Threadfix, which is powered by Denim Group. And there's so much more I want to tell you. But first, I want to introduce you to Haiyan. Let's bring her out. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this moment for a couple months already. Oh, I know I schedule so far in advance. I'm really a scheduler. <laughs> your your session is so popular. I'm just so honored to be part of this and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. So I was wondering if you could tell everyone your name, your job title, and then a little bit about yourself. So my name is Haiyan Song, and uh, I recently started at, at F5 in January as uh, their new executive vice president responsible for the security business. Uh, we call it the security product group. And uh, I came here uh, from Splunk, where I uh, used to run their security business almost had seven years, seven great years at the previous company. Um, and it's just been such an amazing space to work in. And uh, I'm five months in almost and super excited, energized. Um, and this day is very exhausted because we're very intense, uh, but working oh, yeah. on really interesting, challenging and uh, amazing things uh, around the digital experience, which is all powered by applications and APIs. Cool. I was really excited when you said yes, because you have a very impressive title and you do a lot of things. So I was like, yes, she said yes. Um, could you tell me a bit about your job? So I'm really glad that because I remember when you switched jobs and I was like, "Uh oh, I hope she has enough experience at the new job. But it's been months now. So you know what your job is. Can you tell us? Because honestly, I've never met an EVP before. And I don't know, it sounds pretty it sounds kind of amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Tanya. Um, we're just uh, one of the security professionals working in the industry, just like you and many of your audiences here. Uh, we take a different role, right? Try to advance the technology, advance our industry. Uh, my role particularly uh, that I'm super excited about, as you know, F5 uh, really started uh, in the load balancer and helping everybody getting the best experience with the internet. This is years ago. And over the years, they got to do more and more help people deliver the applications that powers our business, powers our life. And um, in the evolution of application delivery, everybody knows how important security is becoming. And the fact that you're on this podcast, I'm sure that's probably either part of your job or, or is something that you aspire to do and you want to get into the industry. Um, so securing applications uh, and nowadays securing the APIs becoming even more important. So my job, it's really about building the security product 
and the offerings and the services to help our customers who are getting into this new digital economy that everybody really sort of got to experience and enjoy in the last year and a half, I would say, uh, <laughs> try to secure them and try to make sure we deliver the right user experiences safely. Oh, that's so good. You should rate my resume because it would be way better if I had the way that you explained that. It's so good. Do you, um, I also love the way you said how everyone has had the chance to enjoy the digital experience over the past year and a half. I'm like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> um, okay. So your job, cause you're an you're an executive vice president. So that, so a lot of times when we talk to people on this podcast, they have more kind of boots on the ground types of jobs, but a lot of us aspire one day to have a job like yours. What is it like, like a day in the life of your job? Is it a lot of meetings? Do you have to write papers? Do you have to brief a lot of people? Do you have to do presentations? Cause some people are really afraid of doing presentations. Well, you just list all of them. All of the things that uh, may not be like doing them all in one day, but most cases it's actually doing all of those one day. Um, for example, we're in the middle of doing our, um, you know, financial planning for the next year. And as part of that, um, you know, you really spend time with your product leaders, engineering leaders and sales leaders to say, hey, what does next year look like? And, you know, do we have the crystal ball try to say, well, this is where the business is going to come from and things. So that's extremely uh, important to get that done for the company. And and we actually don't have the crystal ball. So you have to really bring a lot of information and triangulating them and make some judgment calls. So that's one of the, the, the jobs we do. Right. And um, everybody uh, learned that, gosh, you know, in order to really plan, sometimes you got to. Uh, I think Amazon is the one who uh, made this super famous, like, how do you work from backwards? What is that you want to deliver to your customer? What is the end goal? And then work backwards and try to make your plans. And so I think that's the other part that we do, right, as part of a leadership uh, team. And let's try to, like, get together and define what the future may hold for us. And I just did a team offsite uh, this week where we allowed ourselves to dream a little, right? Two years down the road, what do you think we're going to be like? And in order for us to get there, what is that we need to do in order to deliver that? Uh, so those are part of the most, I would say, um, rewarding, satisfying, exciting part of the job. And there's other thing, things you have to chase down something. You got to chase down, where's this PO in order for me to go and get this done? That may not be the most rewarding, but very important. And, and I think there's the other piece that I do enjoy spend time on is to really, in the old days, having one-on-ones in person, having a lunch to connect with people nowadays, mostly, you know, over Zoom and have a conversation, but just connect with people and understanding what's top of mind for them, what's blocking their progress, what can you do to help. And there are days I get to do a mentoring session with some folks who are just aspiring to be a new, you know, architect, a leader, those are really just rewarding in so many ways. And I always want to make sure I find time to do that. Doesn't matter how crazy my schedule is. Oh my gosh, honestly, so obviously you can't tell us, but it would be so amazing to be a fly on the wall during that 
offsite to hear all the ideas and like to, and just like to watch a whole bunch of people with a lot of experience who are really smart come together and then make a multi-year plan. Like, <sighs> sometimes I get a little excited on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, just an amazing process and experience. And, and uh, I think, you know, in many ways, it's all because the players, the contributors, and it's not because one person has a crystal ball in the future. It's a team effort that helps define and shape the future of a business. Oh, that's so cool. So what types of personality traits or maybe aptitudes would someone need to be really good at a job like yours? I mean, I feel like I can already guess that you have to have a really good work ethic. But but other than that, like what types of things could make someone good at this? Um, I remember seeing the question coming in. I was giving some thoughts. I was like, well, actually, I always have to believe it's the team that you put together because each everyone would bring a different talent right into the work and nobody is perfect. I know I'm not. Um, so, but to really have this, the right leadership and do make the right decisions, uh, you need a team that, you know, who are super duper experts in certain area and who are willing to work together as a team and, and augment each other and debate things. So we get all the right perspectives. So I guess if those are the important things to do is to build a team the, the the qualities of the leader needs to be really value, value, you know, the people around you and value the value of teams and have the ability to bring people together. I think that would be one thing. And uh, willingness to be open-minded because you don't know everything. And hopefully a good communicator because you got to go communicate to your team, communicate to your customers, communicate to your bosses and board. Because, you know, we're in a position, in a role that we need to be really sharing what's important and influencing and get buy-ins from all the different stakeholders. Oh, that's so cool. You probably have really good persuasion skills. Like you're probably... <laughs> I, have a I try. I try. <laughs> Tanya, you've been so modest. I've seen you presenting. I've seen you coming, making a pitch and your persuading skills. It's just built in. So uh, you're just being too modest here. <laughs> so if you're going to set direction for a company and figure out all the steps basically that you need to actually achieve those goals, I feel like you probably need technical skills or mm -hmm. have previous technical experience in, because like if you I don't know you tell me do you do you need to have technical skills to get where you are today I think my journey uh, certainly benefited from my technical backgrounds and I started as an engineer as a researcher and uh, my first job was at a company called Informix and uh, building a trusted relational database. Um, so, you know, if you ask me, do you need to start that way in order to get to the role and do the job? I would say, no, you don't have to. There's many ways, many paths. 
uh, to have a successful career. Uh, but whichever direction or, or starting point you have, I think it's super important. You understand the space. You be a student of life. You learn, learn what matters to your customer. Learn what's important. Uh, you know what's the challenge? What is the the most difficult thing to solve? And immerse yourself. Uh, you do need to be knowledgeable. You do need to be uh, credible, right? And you you all know in the security um, industry, there's something called the street cred, and you can have many ways to get that. And it's important to have that. Uh, so that would be my advice: is you don't have to be a double E or computer science major to get into the space, but you do need that sort of drive to learn and to be knowledgeable, to be as deep as you could get to 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 build that street cred. Oh, that's that's such a good way of putting it too, because if you're going to argue. Or, I mean, I guess try to persuade or, or whatever, like make a, a goal. It's like, these are the reasons why I'm choosing these goals. Like, see this space over here. It, right. you know, these needs aren't being met by a huge part of our industry. And like, we could help solve this problem. And the problem does exist. Right. That's such right. a good way of putting it. Yeah. Okay. So I have more questions as you probably mm. guessed. So, <laughs> um, for everyone in the chat, if you want to ask Hyann a question, you can. You can also click the thumbs up button if you want. I always press the button. Anyway. <laughs> so, so do you think that there's training that someone could take to try to one day get to where you are? I, I find that there's all sorts of training all over, but actually what to do so that you can reach that end goal in your career. Do you have any ideas on that? Um, that's a great question. I you know, in my whole career, when I re re sort of uh, do the retrospection, right, what sort of are the pivotal points and what are the things that helped me, I do feel like I take every opportunity, even starting at Informix. I remember there was classes that teach you about negotiation, uh, got negotiating to yes, I still remember that. And there's like classes to teach you the right pronunciation. You know, I came out of, I uh, grew up in China. Sometimes I, I pronounce things a little differently. Um, so I think it's more the attitude of doesn't matter how great you are. There's always opportunities to learn. And if you're afforded an opportunity, go learn that. In terms of to get to where I am, um, you know, to have an opportunity to lead a business, to lead a team, I would say besides the technical sort of knowledge, product knowledge, and the business understanding of, you know, the industry you're in, uh, having the right leadership and management training, it's important. And because those training help you to become a better leader, a better manager. And, uh, you know, uh, I recently um, just had my team go through uh, training around, you know, how to be a leader that's a multiplier versus a diminisher. And, uh, I, I, you know, there's the one thing that people say, well, I may have learned all the skills, but sometimes I regress. So it's always good to refresh, you know, yourself. Um, what are the things that are important to be a leader? At the end of the day, the leader's job is to bring a team along, is to create a lot of geniuses, not just being the genius, right? So, so I think 
I'm always a big fan of learning. My whole motto in life is, you know, be a student of life. Uh, but to become an executive, become a leader, I, I think be mindful of getting yourself immersed in those learnings are equally important than knowing your industry and knowing your uh, technical skills. This is this is so wise. So years and years ago, when I first officially became a manager, so I would say like 12 years ago was the first time I officially held a management role. And they had this deal in the government where I was working that you had to go and take a whole bunch of courses and you had a year and a half to complete them. And I was like, yes, I'm going to learn stuff. This is awesome. And my manager who had brought me in, who was awful, she was absolutely awful. Uh Um, Yeah. So she'd interviewed me for one job and I quit my job and I came and then she gave me a completely different job and I was really upset. And she's like, well, you're awesome at it. And the guy who was doing it before sucked. So, and the team loves you. So I don't care. You're doing it. Um, And so I was, yeah, I was supposed to do .NET and then they had me doing SAP, whatever. But the point is she said, oh, I'm not taking this training. It's such crap. I already know how to be a manager. I'm awesome. And I was like, and she asked me if I would sign her name to the attendance sheets. And I said, I'm not very comfortable committing fraud for you, Brenda. And she was like, you're a and then she used the B word. And I was like, awesome. See you after the training. And then when I quit, she said, well, you're the best person that's ever did this job. So guess what? I'm going to give you a bad reference so you can't leave. And I was like, yeah, but I'm so awesome. It doesn't matter. And now I have all this extra experience on my resume. And also anyone that calls you and then you say all of this awful stuff and then they call all my other references they're going to know what's up because you don't want to lose me. And so I ended up not even needing a reference. And I had three job job offers within a week because I had a zillion years programming experience. And I was like, you'll want me to come program for you. And they're like, yeah, okay. Um, But anyway, it's so interesting because she was awful and had been in the same like level for a really long time and was like, I don't need to learn anything. I already know that crap. And I'd come back from every single course and tell her like, oh, I learned about different communication styles. And she's like, your softness is, anyway, she felt that my softness was a problem and that I should be more hard. Um, but wow. like, now you who are way, way more successful than that person are telling me you always want to learn. You always want to improve. And how I love how you said you want to brush up on things to make sure that you never it's so awesome. What was that course that you said that they took? It was how to be um, a leader that multiplies. Could you explain what <laughs> how to be a leader multiplies? And um, so there was uh, I, this actually was uh, introduced to me when I was at Splunk. Uh, there's a book called The Multiplier and um, was uh, written by um, this amazing lady, uh, Liz Wiseman. Um, when I took that course, I was like, wow, this is so good. And it teaches me to be a better leader and honestly taught me to be a better parent. Um, so, so when I came over to F5, you know, I got a new team and we just had uh, uh, completed an acquisition like uh, three months ago. So I got an opportunity to lead this, this team. And so I said, you know, what would be more important than bring my team together and have the same language of leadership language and and have the same way of working um 
So I said, let's introduce this. Let's let's bring everybody together and let's use this to give all of us a refresher on what that is. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. And especially the whole value there, they said, you know, you can be one genius yourself, or if you're a multiplier, you're going to create an army of geniuses. That's just, you know, my, my, um, the most rewarding experience as a manager and leader is to be able to do that. Yes. When you, when you mentor someone and train them and then you see them blossom yep. and especially like, I know as a manager, like I want to keep the good ones, but when I see them go off and like, they've outgrown me, do you know what I mean? I'm just like, Oh, that's so yes. awesome. <laughs> I am hundred percent with you on that. And Oh, by the way, I was going to say you made such a great decision to leave that job because, oh, yeah. right, you know, oh, yeah. the most important thing is to work for someone that you really believe in and, and you share the values and stand up, you know, for, for what you basically say, hey, I don't believe in those values. I'm going to go and do something that, that's more aligned. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah the next Amazing. boss, I, I'd already worked with him before and yeah. he brought me so he had been promoted and so he brought me over with a promotion and then I worked for him for I actually worked for him until I switched into security yeah for like years and years like almost four years um but yes your boss makes your whole day for better or worse yes yes very true okay I have a ton more questions but very briefly first I am gonna thank our sponsor I want to thank Threadfix because they make the most stupendous vulnerability management this side of the galaxy. Um, I told them I wanted to say something fun, and I have to say every time it's fun. And also, they're wonderful. Um, I actually was in this private chat recently, and someone was asking about them. And before I could say something, everyone's like, everyone that works at Denim Group's awesome. They're the nicest people on the planet. And I was like, oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's nice to have, um, it's nice to have sponsors, but let's get back to the topic that we're supposed to be on, which is how our audience can become EVPs one day. So, so you have a lot of work experience. This is not your first job or your second job. It's definitely at least your third job. So <laughs> what types of job experience do you think that someone should try to get if one day they hope their career could go like yours? Mm. You know, I uh, my first job at Informix, I was there for almost 10 years. I just remember uh, this great colleague who basically said, Haiyan, you've been a rising star here. I'm going to give you some advice. Do you want a career in the Valley? I said, of course. He said, if you do, you need to get a diverse sort of experience. Uh, you cannot be uh, just successful in one place. Even though I didn't Formex, I've done through four jobs, right? Um, yeah. So I got a taste of trying different things and doing different jobs just builds that perspective and help you continue to grow. Because I always say, why people hire leaders and, and, and the VPs or EVPs, it's not because you come in with many years of experience. It's actually, it's because 
because of the years of experience and the perspective bringing, you can help to make the right decisions, right? On where we should be investing, what we should be doing, how should we position, what are the opportunities that that's that's lying ahead of us. So the important thing in those roles is making those strategic decisions for the company and building a team behind you know, like those decisions and to make it happen, right? So it's the vision, it's the execution. So if you think along those lines is you got to, you know, I'm a big fan of you got to be grounded. You know, there's there's no sort of, uh, you know, floating. If you're floating, then you're not necessarily grounded and to, to know the ground truth. So I'm a big believer in that. Uh, so coming from the ranks is, I think, is a great opportunity. And uh, take on, you know, something that that you're not familiar with, so you can understand a totally different perspective. I went from Informix to a company uh, who does application service providers type of services, and I went from a system software to a totally service provider. And that change, I was like, oh, I did not realize that you you install something, you deploy something in two minutes, your pager starts. Versus a software company, six months later, okay, there's a bug on the release you put out, right? Six months ago, right? That's before. That's before all the CI/CD and the new way of doing things. Um, that whole point is you got to go and get those perspectives. And so when you make decisions, you actually know there's more perspectives than what you know. And and you you seek out people and you develop that in, in intuition. So recommendation is try something new. If somebody offer your management and leadership role, take that. And I always say, what's the worst case going to happen? The worst case, you didn't like to be a manager. But guess what? After you do that, you become a much better employee, even though you go back to be an individual contributor. So I always recommend people to take those opportunity. And if you're a manager, you, you're giving expanded relation, you know, like, responsibility, keep pushing yourself. And you always have the choice to do something different and smaller going back, right? So um, there's literally no downside. I have gone back from management down to individual contributor around four times in my career. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. It being, yeah, anyway, whenever I do technical work, I don't know how to explain it, but I really love my job and I have less stress. Yeah. But then someone's like, do you want to be the boss and lead things? And I'm like, yes, I do. And then after a year or two, I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. More, more questions. Actually, um, you know how a lot of people, oh, hi, Unicorn from Connecticut. Hi, Kellen. Hi, everyone in the chat. People were saying hi, so I thought I would say hello. <laughs> So you were talking about how people should try a bunch of different things. I've heard a lot of people talk about diversity in tech. So tech, um, especially uh, in Silicon Valley, which is where I believe you're located, like is a lot of is like a big sea of white dudes. Right. And so do you believe so like I'm really biased. Everyone who watches the show knows my bias. Like I believe that diversifying all the different types of people that we have in tech is important for a lot of reasons, but do you believe that that would help kind of like the leadership of a company if they have more different perspectives? 
Uh, absolutely. I, I, I think um, Silicon Valley is interesting. It's actually um, in most of the places I worked in, uh, it's fairly diverse. Um, but, you know, in certain segments is probably what you're describing. Uh, I was lucky enough in most of the, the companies I end up being part of, we have more diversity than probably the typical company here. And F5 is one of the, the most diverse um, executive leadership team I've ever been. Um, so I, you know, check it out. And, and if you have time, um, that's one of the really rewarding experiences, even though I've been here for just um, five, five short months. Um, but I do believe in diversity. I believe in so much that uh, when I was, when I was at Splunk, I remember I was describing to people my team and, you know, what background they had, you know, public sector and private sector and uh, where they came came from, you know, Canada and, 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 you know, like all the different countries. They were saying, oh, you know, just like your team looks like a United Nations. Um, and that was really one of the things um, I would say, well, we were able to build a very strong business over there. And I sort of attribute a lot of that to that team and to the diversity of the team, to how we learn from each other, help complete each other. And uh, so not only I believe in it, I feel like I have a proof point for it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love it. Okay. It is now time for the super difficult cheese question because I know people in the chat will not allow me to not ask the cheese question. So if you have listened to this podcast before, the reason why this question was called, so the question is, does your job pay well in your opinion? But I was explaining when I first said it, you know, I'm not asking how much money you make because that would be weird, but does it pay well? And so when I was a software developer and I finally was working like full time as a dev, I remember going to the grocery store and I was looking at two different types of cheese. And I thought, you know, oh, this one looks pretty good, but also this one sounds pretty tasty. I really, really like cheese. And, um, and then I realized I make so much money now as a dev because I'm a full-time dev now. I'm like, I can buy both. And it was like this moment where I'm like, I've made it. I know that that might sound like not a lot to you, but for me, it was like this huge moment of like, I'm not poor. I'm not poor. I can go to the grocery store and not have to count every single penny. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing for me. It felt so good. And, um, and, I, and I grew up quite poor and I was just like, I've made it. And it was this magical moment. And so now it's called the cheese question. <laughs> and so I suspect the answer is yes. But does being an EVP of product security, does that pay well as a job for how, how hard you work and how much experience you've had to put in to get to where you are today? Is this good? It's very good. And yes. anything, it's, it's um, you know, like, I, I think that's part of the value system that we all have. And this job, it's definitely not a nine to five and, 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 uh, you know, I, I believe in the, the whole U.S. system, you know, on compensation and the risk and reward and and how hard you work, what's responsibility you have and and the pay, you know, should be somehow is a function of all of those. Uh, so I would say, 
you know, yes. Um, and um, I think definitely, you know, I can get both cheese. You, you know what? Like on the show, we've been asking that question. And some people are like, yeah, so I'm a vegan now, if that's the question. Because like, especially when I started the podcast, so in August, it makes one year, but I was a startup founder and it was like, oh yeah, there's not a lot of cheese in my house right now. But now a year and, oh, how long has we have we been doing this now? Like a year and three months, I'm able to buy lots of cheese again life is good <laughs> i love that question that's such a great one too uh i'm sure each of us would have or like you know i can buy my two cheese kind of moments right throughout our career and i uh, yeah. so you know i came to this country and the first job i had was doing um filing like you know the invoices in the student sort of uh, office of of a university is like five dollars uh, an hour. And now I think about, it, I was like, wow, okay. You know, at the, we were able to do that at the time. And this happiness is not a function of how much money you make uh, that I can certainly attest to. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So more questions that the people listening to this podcast may want to know about. Are there many opportunities for those in your type of job or field? I think, you know, like in cybersecurity, for sure, right? Uh, you know this, Tanya, more than I do, because I, there's so many people coming to you and, and, and uh, getting training and doing all the things. Um, so for sure. Um, and in the, but as you sort of grow in your career and, and climbing the, the, the ladder, um, I would say in cybersecurity, there's still a lot of opportunities to be in those leadership roles. Uh, but sometimes it does get harder to find that perfect role because it's the space, it's the opportunity, it's the people you get to work with, and it's the VCs behind the company or, you know, uh, there's a lot of opportunities, but sometimes finding that one, that's the, the perfect fit or very good fit. It's not like, you know, you can just pick, right? There's, it takes a lot of effort and, and there's some luck that's associated to it. Uh, but, you know, I, what I've learned is in this role, you do get a lot of calls and there's definitely a lot of opportunities. Um, and so if you're like interested, aspire to, to do this and you shouldn't be like, wow, you know, would I have job security? I think you will have plenty of op opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Would, would you say that um, networking is something that you would want to do if you're trying to look for like your perfect spot? I think networking and to be connected with people, with, with just people in the industry, uh, whether it's, you know, job searching or not is a good thing to do because Nobody has all the information and even just to help with your job, uh, networking, it's yeah. a good thing to do. Um, and uh, if you're looking for opportunities, it's even more important. Okay, awesome. Okay, so now I have a two-parter question. So mm -hmm. it's sort of a really easy question, but sort of a really hard question. So what do you like the best and what do you like the least 
about your job. And you probably shouldn't say it's this person. <laughs> but other than that, you're like, this guy, he's the worst. I'm just kidding. But what is um, what do you like the best and what do you like the least? I think like, you know, I'm here for five months. Um maybe when I sort of look back at the five months, what is the thing I'm super proud of? Uh, is how quickly uh, we were able to get the team together and and building that rapport and to have a team that supports each other and and willing to go to bed for each other because this person is off and I'm gonna try to fill in and and this thing is happening and you know we're gonna go. I I think that's always you know it all comes down to the people and the relationships that, that I loved, uh, that's the best part, right? And, you know, all the way from my colleagues, my my teammates at the ELT member and to our CEO, I think that's that's really sort of that culture. Um, it's, it's just amazing. Um, and, yeah. and that's the best part. And the least part, um, gosh, I, I think it's been so intense. Yeah. And sometimes I was like, I need a little bit more time to step back and think. And and, and uh, I, I, I think hopefully, you know, as the new team all settle in, the business sort of gets gets sort of charted out yeah. the map and, and we will be able to spend a little bit more time sort of, strategizing thinking and 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 reflecting um that's probably the, the one that i'm hoping that i'll get more time to do i feel like there must be a huge learning curve when you come in at such an incredibly senior position and then also setting strategy so you have to learn as much as you possibly can and then apply it yeah, yeah that must be a lot yeah on top of that um luckily um, or, you know, however you want to describe it. On my third day, we announced an acquisition of a new company called Volterra. Oh, wow. And, oh. and that's part of the security product group. Uh, so you can imagine the rest of, oh, uh, you know, what happened. Uh, so, but it's, it's really, you know, speaking of learning, um, that's part of the learning. I was like, we're really sort of building out a new platform, uh, to, we call it Edge 2.0, is how do we take all the applications and the current cloud and really take that all the way to the edge? Because I think that's how the future is going to uh, really hold for application delivery and security. It's not happening just in the cloud or in a data center. It's going to be totally happening all over the place. We need to be where the, the user is. Um, so I have the Volterra a business and and that's going to be part of our security offering and it's also going to be really the the platform that will build more and more SaaS services on for the company uh super exciting but a lot of work um and i also manage the shape business uh, which is totally amazing on um, how you know you're probably familiar with that you know like they are the ones who literally created the concept of credential, you know, stuffing as like a threat. And uh, we were really there protecting most of the 
the the largest banks and institutions and 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 uh, um, just having that mission on your team and 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 yeah. seeing all the geniuses behind that technology is just amazing. I'm actually reading my audiobook right now. So I'm doing the readings for it, like literally all day I did it and I covered credential stuffing today. Perfect. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. That's so amazing too. Like to create a defense against such, I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, that's so weird, but that's such genius. And oh, that's so, so crappy. So that's so amazing. Like to have made a tool to protect people against this. And in the book, of course, I'm recommending that people not get any specific vendor's tool, but that they, but that, oh. It's a very important thing to, uh, to be uh, watching out for and defending against, because at the end of the day, it's your customer's data that's at risk. So, yeah, exactly. And if your customers have a bad experience on your platform, even if it's because they've been doing password reuse, which they theoretically should not do, but like they're regular consumers, they shouldn't have to memorize a bunch of security things. We should absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. Okay. So Tanya off topic with the credential stuffing. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Um, Okay. Okay. So let's say someone's watching this high end and Mm -hmm. they are thinking, okay, so that sounds amazing. And one day, I want to try to get to where she is. What advice would you give them like an actionable step that they, they could try to move towards trying one day to get to your level? I don't know how else to say it, right? Like how to get to where you are. Um, I think first of all, to, to find that passion that you really enjoy, you know, being challenged every day. Uh, because to to be in this role, you are challenged every day, whether it's internal, external, business, or or people or organization. Uh, so you have to really have that mental uh, readiness and toughness, and and, and to do that. And uh, this actionable is just like you know, be be like figure out how to take that in and be strong, right? Um, I think the second part as we talked about is really continue to build your leadership skills, continue to apply your knowledge, um, making good decisions, and continue to figure out as new information come in, how do I make better decisions? Nobody is a genius, but the ones who are making better decisions is the ones who are always willing to learn, always willing to take it in different perspectives and iterate and get better and better. Uh, I think that will be my recommendation is developing that approach and mindset and and go for it you go very far oh that's so good that's such good advice okay so we have come to the end of the questions and now if someone wants to know more about you if they want to follow you how can they do that they're like i'm in how do i how do i learn more about her what are their options yes yeah, so i am um, I think over the years, I did sort of uh, speak in various different opportunities and I got a chance, you know, to speak for Splunk and others. Um, and and uh, that's still out there. I think that would uh, be able to give you some of the perspectives. Um, I'm building out my uh, social 
media sort of, you know, approaches at F5 just started. And that's why I don't even have a particular handle for F5 specifically. But I do have a LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, over there, I share, you know, some readings and learnings. And and uh, I certainly welcome if, if uh, that's a place you want to connect and, and follow. Um, and I promise I'll work with Tanya to get my social media site much stronger. She's such an expert and I still remember her advice and I'm going to, you know, that's one of my <laughs> new year resolutions is to, to put that into action. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. I, I have learned a lot since I accidentally made a handle and now I have purple hair. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny if you if you just go with things before you know it it's just yeah they just they just grow absolutely oh, and someone is saying twitter hyann please so i guess there's a request that you make a twitter account sometimes we soon. will i will they've spoken they've yes spoken. <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show you have shared with a lot of really good insights and a lot of good career advice for literally anyone, not even someone that necessarily wants to get all the way up to where you are someday. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Tanya. I had so much fun and um, you've been amazing in so many ways. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And with that, we will see you all next week. The We Hack Purple podcast Every week has an amazing guest, and this week was no different. Hyann was amazing. I can't wait until she gets a Twitter account so I can follow her, and you better believe it. I'm going to add it to the webpage when we get it. Thank you, everyone, to tune, who tuned in. Um, we want you to know that this episode was sponsored by Threadfix, powered by Denim Group. We have so many more things in store for you in the coming weeks. We also will be... We will be releasing our new Secure Coding course in June, come hell or high water. So stay tuned for that. Until then, see you next time on the We Hack Purple podcast.